Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. On this episode of the No Chill Podcast, once again, we're in the gym. With the topic of taking on defensive pressure and welcoming the pressure to make you a better player. To do that, we get into it with one of Gill's protégés, sophomore phenom, Sky Clark. With elite college programs already knocking on his door and a strong summer behind him, Sky will no doubt see the opposition throw their best defenses at him. No stranger to traps or double teams or triple teams, Gill lets Sky and the rest of us in on his secrets to handling the challenge. The bottom line, you have to welcome the challenge and be prepared to handle it. Break out the notebook again, No Chill Hoop School is back in session. As always, you can get us early on the Himalaya app. Be sure to subscribe or wherever you get your podcast. And don't forget to check out the No Chill channel on YouTube. Gil, before we get into today's episode, we got to shout out our friends at Himalaya. They are the best and newest podcast app out there. Himalaya is designed with you in mind. and has a ton of cool features like curated shareable playlists and collections made just for you, along with personalized recommendations to help content discovery. And the best part is it's super easy to use. It's definitely our favorite podcast listening app. It will be yours too. Listen to us. We know what we're talking about. Do yourself a favor. Download Himalaya today. And when you get there, subscribe to the No Chill Podcast. So Gil, we had, we, we had to take the show on the road again, as we do. Uh-huh. Because, you know, things happened over the summer and it was like they put out the bat signal. Call yeah, 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 yeah. Agent Zero. Like, yeah, it was one of those things where um, pros in all sports, their greatness, for some reason, they don't like to pass it down. They don't want to tell people the secrets of what made them great. So unless you're asking and just bugging someone on how to be great, they don't usually tell you the secrets. So... You know, the post where uh, Devin Booker um, was saying, yo, there's no double in the runs, no double in the runs. And then I commented like, yo, you know, you're going to learn it at 25 that you want to welcome doubles. Because what ends up happening is when you're in practice, you don't get doubled. You only get doubled in a game. So when you get doubled in a game, it usually takes away 25 to 50 percent of your game, that's what it's designed for. And what he was saying was, I want to, I don't want to be doubled when I'm practicing because I want to work on my, my, add to my bag. Yeah, and I had to, I had to explain to him. I said, okay, if you don't get doubled in summer league and you work on it, that's when you work on it because in practice during the season, you're not going to get doubled. Training camp, you're not going to get doubled. Only time you're going to get doubled is when you actually play in the game. And that is too late at that point, you know? So unless you train in a double, know what to look for, and be dominant in a double, you you got to practice against it. You know, just like anything. Like, if you're going to be doubled, that means you're very good. And if you're that good, you're never going to see uh, single coverage anymore. You're rarely going to see it. You know, so, you know, if you're going to see double and you still want to be effective, you have to train against it. You got to know where it's coming from, what to look for. All right. So with that in mind, uh-huh. 
We took the show out here to Northridge at Heritage, Christ Heritage Christian in the Valley. For those of you guys out of LA. And we're the 818, baby. <laughs> Actually, yeah, home turf. And we're here with Sky, Sky Clark, uh, sophomore here at Heritage Christian, uh, Olympic Conference Player of the Year, uh, Defensive Player of the Year. Something you, something I don't you, know. You can take some notes on. Uh, and also nationally ranked top 25. Um, so Sky hit you up about the Devon Post mm -hmm. and comments there. Is that you're with skills trainers? You're working on your game. Your game is is really solid, but. You want to prepare for those situations, game situations, which is obviously the challenge here. So that's why we're here today. Yeah, you know, I've known Sky since he was, what, 12? Yeah. Yeah, 12, and uh, I put him on uh, <laughs> I put him on our, our men's team. You know, men's dad playing the men's league, and he came to every game and then put him in. What, you had, like, 12? Yeah. <laughs> he came in had 12 points in the men's league. That's what those – so, uh, you know, so I've been, you know, watching him. So when he hit me and said, listen, you know – my freshman year, I got doubled the whole time. And obviously my sophomore year, I'm gonna get doubled the whole time. So I wanna, I wanna learn how to practice against it. So that's why we're here. Because that double or any kind of defensive trap creates pressure. So in your mind, it's how you handle that pressure, right? It's, you know, it's deflating. Mm -hmm. you, know, you know, just like Devin Booker, you get deflated in pickup. You know, even though like, nah, that's like, it, it shows a sign of weakness to them that they have to double you because they don't, they can't rely on one person stopping you, which, you know, is a compliment to your game. You just got to understand now this weak defense still is weak. You just got to find the weak points. And that's what I want to help them with. So what were you experiencing that so far that you were like, okay, I really have to kind of readjust my classes back in session. <laughs> Officially, the no chill classes in session. So what were you seeing that you said, okay, I have to readjust my focus, or I know a few things, but I want to kind of expand my skill set? Usually is uh, last year, it was when I like got around this area. People would come from the top, come double, but Here this in the summer, wing. yeah. This summer, it was full court, and then I'd have to pass it out, and then usually the team would take a shot, so I didn't really get to take much shots. And so, yeah, you know, that's, you know, that's, that's a weird thing, especially when you're on a traveling team and, you know, it's a bunch of you, you know, trapping and all that stuff. When it comes to defense, and since you're a defensive player of the year, to be great at offense, you have to understand the concepts of defense. So, you know, like right now, he will... Since you're on defense, we'll, we'll work it right here. So if I'm coming in, uh, can you get my man? Yeah. Just so he can see he's ready. You guys ready? Just one. All right, so while he's coming. So if I'm coming down the ball and I'm you, you see how you're stationed right here, mm -hmm. right? Your job is at this point in time, don't let me go middle, Yep. right? So you're going to feed me towards this way, and then usually that big man comes here, right? Mm -hmm. You know, so... There's a rule to, you know, defensive principle. So on one-on-one, -on -one, you know, all right, I'm going to fake you up and then get by him. Well, and that's a weakness of a one-on-one, -on -one, that he has to push you somewhere, he leads you somewhere, he never plays you straight up, right? So if I'm below this line, you have to push me there. If I'm above the line, you kind of play me straight up, yeah. but you can't let me go middle because getting in the middle of the court is where, you know, you hurt a defense. So on double teams, you're usually going to see it coming from the weak side, which you're usually going to see. Uh -huh. So 
if your design, if this, if your defense is supposed to double team me, now you have to adjust your defensive movements because you can't play this way and let me go that way. Now you have to allow him to come. So now when I'm coming down and that, 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 uh, that, this double team is coming, you have to come this way now. Because if I go here, he's pointless, right? So now what I do is I'm checking the speed of this guy. How fast does he come? Is he athletic? Is he slow? Is he agile? Is he an athlete? I want to know everything about the person that's coming to double. Because he has a weakness. Because he's not coming in the defensive form. He's running mm -hmm. and then eventually has to get down. You know, so now I'm just w working on him. Okay, I got to see where he's going. So now the gate is either I'm going to attack him or I'm going to attack you. So now I got to see which one of you are the weaker one. If you're slow, I'm just going to try to get around you that way. If you're kind of quick, I'm going to fake it and come through this because he's never going to be in real defense positions because he's, he's coming full speed. He's coming from the weak side. So now if he's a jumper, if he jumps, you already know. Fake it, he's gonna he's gonna lift he's gonna lift up every time. That's uh -huh. what jumpers do. <laughs> you know, you know if he's so I gotta know is he is he long? Because if I try to make one of these passes, you know it's gonna be, you know it's gonna be here. So now if I know he's coming this way, and I know you're a defensive player, I always want to shift you that way to come back this way. You know, so now I'm just learning off a of principle. So depending on who you are, depending on like if you're a defensive player, I don't really want to go against you here. So what I'm going to do is come here and then fake and try to beat him. Because you got to remember, he's off balance. He's coming in now. He, you know, so if I come here, he's going to come all the way through there. Now I get to run around him. So usually the worst part of the defense is the guy who's actually coming towards you. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. So you have to understand what to look for. Because the thought of double teaming is what scares you. Not the actual double team, because if you really took your time, even if you let him come, right? Even if you let him come, it's so off balance where I can just sit here and just do what I want, but because someone's doubling and you feel you need to be frantic and get it out of here, that's what makes double teams work. Because yeah. the thought of, okay, I got two on me, let me go ahead. But if you're like, wait, wait hold on, let me. All right, all right, fake you, you jump, I go. You know, it's just, it's, it's, it's really simple when you just break it down and you train against it. Um, like, hey, same, same thing with shots. Like, like, if I know there's three seconds on the clock and I know he's a jumper, what I'm going to do is drive hard here while he's off balance and hit him with the pump fake. And because he's still in momentum moving, he's usually going to lift up. Because you got to remember, if I'm coming here and then I'm going to try to fly and shoot that shot because all I'm doing is trying to get a foul on him. You know, so it's, it's still learning who's who. You got that's that's the part of the game where you excel from an all-star to a superstar. It's studying what everyone does. So a couple of things on that. First of all, how is he supposed to evaluate his opponents at game to game? NBA is different. You can study tape for hours. High school, you don't have as much prep time. So it's like, are you just watching guys in the layup line? No, no you just, I mean, you know, you play. I mean, you play. You can understand. Like, I can look at him and say, he probably has a 38 to 44 inch vertical. Do you jump? Can you jump? Yeah. Or should you 38 jump? to 40, yeah. About, about 36, but yeah, not what it used to be. Oh, just 36 now? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so what, what it used to be? Yeah. Well, it used to be about 30, 40. 
Okay, yeah. see, that's like I said, you can just see the body build, you know, he's, like, you can, like, how old are you, 40? Twitch. Yeah, you can, yeah, you can see his fast twitch muscles, like, you can see, okay, he was 3%, 2% body fat his whole career. You know, so that's what I said, you can look at the person and, and, and see it. So, you know, you just gotta, you just gotta study, study body types, study movements, like, in the layup line, you're gonna see the jumpers in the layup line, because uh-huh. they're gonna, they gonna wanna, let me just take off and show, so you're just <laughs> sitting there, you know, looking to see who's who, see what they do, like, so, you know, like, Jumping athletes at this age always wants to use their ability to jump. You know, that's just their thing. You know, so if you're on a fast break, you already know. They're going to, you know, as soon as you hear it. Yep. All right. <laughs> like, I don't, you don't even have to look back. You just, you know, when they start giving that little stutter step to try to <laughs> meet you at the rim. Yeah. You know, you have to know if he's a two-foot jumper versus a one-foot jumper. Like, I mean, those are the little things. Once you start mastering that, basketball becomes easy on the offensive level. Next thing is that if you're the dominant player, like you were kind of, it was one on five a lot, they're going to throw traps at you, pick you up at full court, mm-hmm. right? And they're going to try to take In the high ball. School? Yeah. Yeah. That's where you're seeing now too. And you're going to take a lot of doubles because they're going to try to take the ball out of your hands. Mm-hmm. So at this point for Sky, how do I, when I see a double, how do I still get my shots off and still be effective rather than just pass out of it? Well, I mean, time? in high school, he's going to get his shots because he's the best player in high school. You know, travel ball is different. You know, you just got to play, you know, sacrifice basketball if you're on a team that has a bunch of stars anyway. Um, you know, usually on um, AAU circuits, you never really want to be the main point guard. You usually want to be that, that slashing guard that yeah. you double and I get it now I can go. Uh-huh. You, really, you know, you want to be that, that yeah. guy because that guy gets all the shots. Because, you know, once a point guard gets double, he throws it, I catch it right here, and then it's just like fast break all day. You know, so that's that. Um, in high school basketball, you just got to learn how, especially if teams are pressing you, you got to remember, because you are the best player, you have to pick spots. You have to understand um, you can't be 100 all the time, like revving your engine. Because you got to remember, if, if my team has a bunch of quick guards and not good, we're just going to just run you around. Just gonna run pressure, pressure full court. Let him, let him use his energy up. Let him use his energy down. By the time you know that fourth quarter come, you sitting here like, <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah, you know. And that's where you, you you try to catch up. So you know we're gonna put you in in a double team situation so you know what to look for and how to work on your shots. All right. So usually we'll we'll say it's all man. All right. So when you catch, like if you if you're catching the ball, usually on the catch they double from the pass. Uh huh. Right. So we'll say we'll say you're coming from this side. So here, when you catch, you always you always want to jab because you want to see you want to see where my feet go. Right. So you know you want to see what I do. So if you know he's coming, you got to remember it's either short or long movements. And the short movements is here, here, right? Uh-huh. And then you have to understand, you know, his speed. How fast can, you know, how fast can he move? So you always want to, like, you know, try to get me leaning, leaning, leaning. Like, you, you have to, like, even if you just let him come all the way. It's like, like I said, there's no, there's no real rush on a double team. It just like, like, if the, just you, you can sit here. And then the closer they come, the closer you come is your advantage. Because now, you know, now, like, if you jam me, I can just bust through everything. Right? So it's now it's like when I get the ball, you know, it's here, you know, fake it here, 
if he lets go, you know, if he if he just stays stationary and you can't pass it back, get it back. Let him come again. Like you're just trying to figure out where the weak spots are. So when you're training, that's how you're training. You're gonna train on going around, trying to get round, hitting this fake, hitting that shot. Mm-hmm. Going around, you know, faking, trying to squeeze in. You know, you're just trying to figure out these movements of where this person's coming. Okay. Like when when Kobe used to train on his um, his pull-up, he'd have the guy sit here, right? And he'd have that guy at the nail. And then he'll have that guy close that nail, and he's going to sit here and, and, and work on taking that shot. Because that's going to, that's, if you look at all of his shots, that's how it actually looked. Yeah. <laughs> this guy here, that guy there, he's going to pump fake, see if they do anything, and shoot it. You know, so you have to work on where that guy is. So if I, if I know he's a guy coming in, and I'm going to jump, I'm just going to come, and I'm going to, I'm going to shoot it. He jumps, he don't jump, I'm going to work on this shot, work on that look. You know, because... The thought process of I've never worked on a double team and then get in the game and I'm going to kill you guys, double team me, it's not going to happen. <laughs> like, it's not going to happen unless you're just playing helter-skelter basketball and the, de- the defense is not coming. Um, the, weak, the weak points is always still the guy who's moving. You know, the guy who's moving is always the weak point of a double team. Um, unless this guy is just slower than you. Um, like even if it, you, you flip it around and you're pushing me baseline, like you, usually, yeah, yeah. So if you're pushing me baseline, you gotta remember, your options here, you know, push through, uh-huh. drive, spin. Now you guys got the gear roll through, but you have to start with the basic. And the basic is, Letting him know your options. So my first shot is going to always, when I'm coming, I'm going to step into this area and shoot that. So now what ends up happening, it forces him to come up more. Now it, now it forces him. Now I can, now see, now I have him out. Now I got the big man out. Now it's easier to run around. Uh-huh. So, you know, it's like, it's like being a puppet master. You know, if you ever look at Steph's basketball game, his first shot, he always wanted to be a three. Because now if I hit this three, now this big man on the pick and roll. Now the big man is going to step up and I go by him. Now I come, fake go, now he backs up, floater. You know, and, and, that, yeah, that's, and that's where that comes from. You, like, you got to hit your first shot to, to, to get it done. So what we do is we're going to, you're going to pass a little bit? Mm-hmm. Or you just, oh yeah, yeah. Or you're just going to come down. Come down with the ball, and then you're gonna come from that way. And then we want you to get your shot off, right? All right. I, we know. I, I know. I do. Because <laughs> I used to. I used to. Um, they'd be playing scrimmages games, right, against other teams, and I'd be like, "Yo, just use this half, or use this quarter, pull up jumpers." And he'd be like, "But they can't stop me going to the basket." And I was like, no, if they can't stop me going to the basket, you don't need to work on that. Yeah, you got that. Right. <laughs> but, then, but, you know, once you play in and you shake somebody, ah, I'm going to get there anyway. That's, you know, so it's like. But also what you were just saying about Steph is you want to have a range. You want to have a repertoire. So it's just like we can't stop you going to the basket, but we know, so we'll just play off you at that pull-up. Yes. So, so here is because you know the double's coming from that way, your shot is going to be 
here or closer to him. And you got to remember, you're right-handed, right? Good answer. That's a good answer. Right, so it's like with the left. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Okay, so when you're coming, right, your move is always to make me go that way. And then, yes. All right. Right? And that's like, we don't do like three makes on that. You, you know, you want volume. You want, you know, volume. And when you come here, like, let's say we'll start off with 20 makes, right? And then the next one is 20 makes, pump fake, pump fake. Let's see what he's going to do. But Are also, Gil, Gil just said an important thing about volume is it's one thing to, oh, I can make that shot, but you want it to be a comfort zone. You, you mm -hmm. want it to be sec. You want it to be so... Second nature. Second nature that... It's, it's those shots where you're like, man, that's a bad shot, but then he keeps hitting it over and over and be like, oh, okay, that's just his shot. That's, that's where you want. You want to even... Even on the, on the double team where you see the, the, the Kobe fadeaway where... That guy's coming, and the reason you run from this guy is because this guy is the actual better defender. You know, this guy is the, you got to remember, if this guy is on me and they're doubling, he's the weak one. Uh-huh. You know, that's the, that's, the, that's the one, like, he's the one you're eating up. So, at the end of the day, it's still one-on-one. -on -one. You know, you're going to have to start working on getting past this guy with this one-two fade shot. You know, th those, are, those are real shots you got to actually work on because... Those are game-like. You know, like if he's coming from this way, and you're sticking me, and I run, and that big man's there, I got to learn how to pull up right here. You ain't going to block me. You know, you're going to have to jump all the way through me to block me. So I got to learn how to take this shot with that guy there, this guy there, and the big man here. It's, it's an easy shot. You know, it's easy when you work on it all. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's why I said it's like you just got to understand. Like even, even, even in the corners, right? And they come double from the corner. This one's easier to get out of because this guy has his foot usually, right? Like so he's going to have his foot on the baseline. But look at this. Like look at this gap and look at that gap. No matter which gap you use. So if, you're, so if I'm coming and I decide to go this way, you're going to run so fast there that I get to come out of it. Or, you know, if I sit here and go this way, you're going to jump the clothes and I get to, I get to escape. You know, so it's like it's, it's, it's the concept of slowing your mind down to actually see where it's coming. Instead of saying, oh, he's coming to me, you know, and, 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 and do all that. No, uh, just, just walk him. You got to walk him so you know. It's like. It's like a quarterback that stands in the pocket and you just take that pressure because you know like you know it's coming, but if you have happy feet, I'm just gonna get rid of that ball and throw an interception. Like so I played in the reason it was easier for me to understand counter is because our whole offense is I was in a Princeton offense. So I was in a triangle Pringle offense where it's designed to react. So you technically couldn't take Take nothing from me because there was always a counter to something. Like if you're gonna deny me, I'm gonna back door. You know what I mean? If you uh -huh. don't, I'm gonna pop out. Like there was always something. Like if I'm trying to post up and you took it away, I'm gonna reverse post up. You know, it's like you always, you know, so it was just always second nature to react on something. So it's like, all right, double team here. Are we gonna fake it? He's gonna cut, I'm gonna go that way. So you know, it was like one of those things where I didn't like, okay, we're gonna go through it here. Okay, he 
you know, it's just, okay, I'm just going to pump fake, see what he jumped in. You know, it's just, it was just all instinctive because I was in the offense so much of that. And that's just what we did. But so I know you, you this was kind of the way you worked and this is something to pick up. You would get an idea in your head, like watching tape or just from a game. And like, when I saw that, when I came to the elbow, I should have hesitated to get around that defender versus I was just pulling up. So now I'm going to go to the gym and work on a hezzy pull up off, you know, going, going left a hundred times. Mm -hmm. So whereas, like, you know what I mean? So it's the visual component. You know, in your mind, I'm replaying those games, replaying those moments, yeah, and now I'm going to go you, do you that. You always got to replay reality. You know, and I don't think a lot of players understand that. Like, there's training, then there's reality. Like, what is actually happening in reality? Like, what are people doing to you in real time? You know, because if, if you're training a certain way, and then you're playing a game and that's not happening in the game, you, it, it hurts you. Like I seen some of the jelly kids and, and I said, when y'all get to college, this y'all game will be hurt because of it. If you're sitting here trying to do fancy one-on-one -on -one things that you see at the park, you, you're really going to get that in college. And then when you get to college, you don't really know how to play basketball because you were so used to, you know, working on like, yeah, if I put you on a street ball, you're going to be amazing. Mm -hmm. You know, but what ends up happening is you can see two of them was really hurt. They didn't really play much their first year. Mm -hmm. uh, you got to learn how to, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like real time basketball is what the concept needs to be pushed. Like what are people really doing to you? Like, mm -hmm. you know, like that's what I said. If you're getting doubled, but you're training one-on-one -on -one your whole career, like, and then you get into the league where they doubling to you, like, like, that ball, he ain't even that good. <laughs> you know, because it's like, nah, I'm good if you play me one-on-one. -on -one. Well, that's uh -huh. not reality anymore. <laughs> reality is you're going to play two-on-two. -two. You know, same thing with zones. And, like, if you're going to see zones a lot, you have to understand that I, I call it, I call it get by. You know, like some players, like, they have NBA talent, right? They have just straight natural NBA talent. Their skill level is NBA talent. But they got to get through high school basketball and college, which is two different things. And they don't know how to get through those levels before they can get to, you know, so you see all these talented players and be like, yeah, he's going to go to the league and then you get to college. Like, yeah, he wasn't that good in college. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he, his game was designed for NBA and NBA only in college basketball is not NBA. The lane is packed, they get to play zone, they pick up full court, and he never designed any of his tools to get through that. It's, you know, it's like, and I always be telling people, like, he has a Bugatti, but he's on the freeway right now. He's in mid-track. Good example kind of is Ka uh, Kawhi. Yeah, I mean, but Kawhi's game, you didn't he, think he, it was going to trans. He blossomed later in the NBA because it was like he has all these. Yeah, he had all his, system. He had the system package. San man. Diego State, you don't really remember. Like, yeah. yeah. But, uh, he came San, out of nowhere. Like, San Diego State. Also, yeah. <laughs> but like somebody that. like Cassius Stanley, right? He went to Sierra. I don't even know if he was ranked. Was he ranked top 25 this in you? He was up. He was up above that. No, he didn't make any. He didn't oh, make none. No, he didn't make. He didn't make none of those all-star games. But if you look at him train with NBA players, he's here or a little bit above because he's so athletic. So, you know, when you say 
when it comes to NBA talent, you know, you're talking about he's in the two percentile of a 6'6 athletic guard. There's not many guards in the NBA. Man, you got DeRozan. You got um, Zach Levine. Probably him. As an athletic, like super athletic two guard. You know, so when you see him in high school, I'm like, shaky at best. And in college, it's like, okay, we'll see. But NBA, he's he's more of an NBA star than he will be a college star. So the situation for him at Duke will prepare him. It's just because of his tools. His tools and his athletic gift is made for a whole nother level. He just got to get through it. So when you're training on your skills, you have to train for every level. Gil, let's take a break to talk about our friends at Bombas. We all love to refresh our snack drawers, but when was the last time you refreshed your sock drawer? If you can't remember, it's probably time for an upgrade. Bombas socks are made with comfortable innovations like arch support, a seamless toe, and a cushioned footbed. All socks feet are super comfortable. They come in hundreds of colors and styles, making them perfect for men, women, and kids. And for hoopers out there, you got to take care of your feet. They make your game great. So you should be wearing great socks. Bombas are exactly that. Bombas has a new line of merino wool socks that are made from soft, warm, and naturally moisture-wicking merino wool designed with all of Bombas' classic comfort features. From keeping cool and dry on your morning run, staying comfortable in your office's freezing air conditioning, Bombas socks are ready to work as hard as you do. For every pair of socks you buy, Bombas will donate a pair to someone in need. Bombas are what feet daydream about. So as always on the No Chill Podcast, we got to hook you up. Buy your Bombas socks at bombas.com slash no chill today and get 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash no chill for 20% off. Bombas.com slash no chill. Go take care of your feet. You know, so it's like, all right. This team, they ran from here. This team runs from the bottom. Okay, they send, they send their little guard here. Okay, they send their big man here. You know, so you just learn and study what they do to you. You know, like the teams that affected you. You know, like, okay. Because I know there's some games you probably, they threw a zone at you and you're like, I got zero this half. And then it became desperate mode and, you know, you ball out in the second half. Uh. <laughs> you know, because it happens, you know, it's like, you know, as I said, you know, as athletes, you know, we, we, we get consumed with, oh, man, they're doubling me and it inflates me. Like, nah, you just, you just slow the game down. Just slow it down. Just, all right, okay, I studied. Okay, you're going you're gonna to run from here. Then you tell your player, like, hey, listen, they're going to leave you. Don't hang out there. I pass it to you. He just goes back. Come to the three-point line. The first one, I'm going to you. You hit it. I might give you another one. You miss, next time, cut, God damn it. Like, you know, you start playing those type of games. So now when he comes in doubles and this guy cuts, now next time he's going to be real hesitant. You know, it's just like, it's just like, it's just, it's not totally chess, but you're still playing against two humans. About that chess, I was thinking. So we come out, come out, like, I want to look at what his, his vision should be, his perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Point of view. So come out here up, up top, right? Back then where... I get the ball either I'm on the wing, top of the key. Um, 
you know, what I'm reading on the defense. So you say that first move is a jab, but before even before that jab is how am I going to survey? Mm -hmm. And it might even be using really a skill as your peripheral vision, because so, I can be looking here and I can see, you know, that right. the trap comes this way. Usually, you know, if you're the off guard and you're coming down this wing, this guard usually pass you the ball. Mm -hmm. And you're going to start getting ready to take off and then his man is running straight to you. That's usually where it's going to be designed to give it back to that guard. So that's why it's really important for you to have to, like, especially when you're in zone, you have to look, see where he came from. So when you look at your player, like, no, listen, he comes from the top. If I pass it back to you, what did they do? They did exactly what they supposed to do, get the ball out of my hand. So if he's going to come up the top, either dive and I hit you, now his next movement mentally is like that. So now the next, like, so if, if he came and you came and doubled, and you his man, and I sit here and hit you here, you got to remember, He's gonna, he's gonna adjust now. Now, the, he's gonna just mentally adjust now. So now he comes and, and, and look where he, look where he came because now he wants to. Yeah. He don't want, he don't want his man to score thirty. He gets pulled out. So now mentally he doesn't come over fully. And now, okay, you don't want to come over fully. <laughs> now, now I got this. You uh -huh. know, so you just have to, you have to play the game. Like you have to sacrifice a few plays you know, for, for, for a mental game. Say, how important do you uh, feel it is for, um, for, for younger players to, um, to learn a quality system, right? And so, you know, like you played in the Princeton, right? Mm -hmm. And I would assume once you learned that, it made you a better player because you was able to make better reads, mm -hmm. right, in game situations. I know a lot of uh, kids today, you know, they train for their individual skill sets, but not really in a position to uh, either accept great coaching, where they can learn a quality system, triangle, whatever, because it, it does take the ball out of their hands mm -hmm. and they want to showcase. But I, I don't think they really understand how much a better player it will make you when you learn a quality system like that and then you add all the individual talents that you See, uh, the, the, the problem what we're having right now is high school basketball versus AAU, right? And then it gets messy with the trainers. And the reason it's getting messy with the trainers is the trainers are not perfecting their skill, what they're skilled at. They're giving them tools that has nothing to do with the rest of their basketball talent. So now you have the shooting guard and the three learning the whole summer how to do all these moves and then they get into their system and their corner guys mm -hmm. coming off screens and they didn't work on none of it mm -hmm. that summer they perfected i'm going to take it off the top and hit them with it in and out i'm a shimmy in their whole high school game has none of it in it and they don't know how to score because they're so used to sitting here so it's one of those things is i say train you have individual training to just, I, I call it like, I call it updating your software. It's like iPhone, you know, I'm gonna update, get the new version. Um, but you also have to know your offense where to learn to get shots at. You know, you have to learn, like as I said, like with the Princeton, I struggled the first year with it because my natural one, one full flat, you know, 
and I'm sitting here and I take somebody off and then boom, you cut and I ran right into you like, ah, damn, where you? Let me go this way. <laughs> and ran into that big man and I'm sitting there, where the fuck is everybody at? Where they coming from? You know, so then now I got to learn your position, your position, your position, because now I have to, if I want to be able to score, I got to know when to go. You know, because if, if I got a weak guy and I decide to beat and then that's your cut spot, like I'm going to run right into you every time. Now there's, you know, so learning a great offense is very important because it balances your game out. Like if you're a point guard, if you're a point guard and you're used to the ball in your hand, train as a shooting guard. Because you're never, you're not going to always have the ball. And you want to be able to say, like if you look at Steph Curry, just think about Steph. Do you really think he trains as a point guard in the summer? Mm-mm. No, just I'm going to pass it, run off the, and that's why he's so amazing at running off screens and passing and cutting because his whole training, I can just tell by his movements, when he trains in his summer, he's training as a shooting guard. You know, if you're a point, if you're a great point, like if you're, you know, Dame Leonard, John Wall, train as shooting guards. So when you give that ball up, you know, like, like, he's my man, I love him. I love the death. Like James Harden. If, when James Harden get the ball up, he's, yeah, I ain't doing it. I'll wait till y'all bring it back this way. And that's just, that's, but that's his offense. But you want to understand, like, if I give it up, I don't want to give him, nah, you ain't going to get no break on me. I'm going to backdoor you. I'm going, you know, like when I scored 60, if you look at, if you actually look at it, I barely came down and said, all right, I'm coming off down screens, pop screens, pop curls, you know, because, you know, you're not used to me doing that. So that's why I'm going to learn it. You know, like if you're mm-hmm. doubling me as soon as I catch the ball, okay, well, I'm going to give it up. I'm going to come off with downs. I'm going to come off downs. I'm going to run. Big man going to come. I'm going to, all right. And I'm going to pop this shot. You can't double off. You can't double me doing that. You know, you can't. <laughs> you know, you only, you only can double, uh, you know, you only can double an ISO guy. A, a guy who's going to sit here and try to get ready to go, now the double comes. But if I don't have the ball and I just come off down screens and can't double me like that. And I think you're going to say, talking about knowing your teammates, knowing your, and what you're asking about was with, with personnel in your offense, is know who, who you have in for personnel. So if I'm a knockdown shooter, he's not going to really want to leave me for that double because, okay, maybe I'm not going to cut on him, but I'm just going to camp here. So when he comes there, you're kicking but there's real always a weak, I mean, when, you, when you're doubling, you're usually coming off the weakest guy. Um, you know... Um, it's usually weak. even if that weak guy is in the corner, you know, some teams, uh, some team, like NBA teams, you do, they'll come all the way from the corner. Like they, you usually designate, you usually designate a guy to, to double. Right. Because yeah. like if you have a player, um, Andre Roberson, right? Uh-huh. Not a, not a shooter, not an offensive threat. Mm-hmm. So we'll use his ass in the corner. But you see where they put him. They, like if I'm, like, like, Robeson is always at the furthest point right. of the ball, which is a great offensive tactic because if I'm Westbrook or Paul George and you're going to double me off Robeson, you're coming from all the way over there. I can see you every time. You know, it's not like I got the ball, like I got the ball like this, and then I came, and then bam, like, all right, you know, shit. <laughs> you know, ain't one of those is like, oh, that motherfucker come from all the way over here. Yeah. Like, from there, I can, I can do anything. You know, uh-huh. that, that doesn't affect me. It's the one that, that, that quick pop here or... You know, because it's usually always this one. When you catch it, you come off, and then you, 
Like, ah, oh, you know, they catch you in that mid zone. So you just got to understand where they come from. Well, but that's what I said, but, but team offense is like there has to be, like Fresno assistant coach, you know, always called me, you know, during the season. And he said, man, my shooters, you know, they're not shooting the way they're supposed to shoot. You know, it's like they're so inconsistent. So the first thing I said, I said, um, how many shots are they getting up a day? Oh, we practice two hours. We practice two, two and a half hours a day. I said, no, 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 no. How many shots are they getting a day? And I said, there's a difference between working out for two hours, which is team practice. I said, look at them over your team. So you have a two hour team practice. How did those shooters get better individually today? So I said, what you do is you tag your top scores and your top shooter and see from the beginning, how many shots did he actually get in our offense in that two hours, right? Called me back. He's like, yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> he said he got like 32 shots. I said, now think about that. He practiced for two and a half hours. Dead tired. 32 shots. So as a shooter, he did not get better today because he got 32 shots. Now, you go three, four days like that, 32 shots, 32 shots, and then he plays in the game. Yeah, 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 he ain't hitting shit. I said, yeah, he's a shooter. Everyone's a shooter. Just shoot the ball, you become a shooter. You're a shooter, right? <laughs> like, it's, it's a, like when people's like, yeah, I'm a shooter. I said, yeah, that's great. Uh, anyone can shoot the ball. Are you a shot maker? Do you make them shits? That's, you know, everyone can shoot. Robeson's a shooter. You know, he's not a shot maker. You know, that's, that's, that's the difference. So I said, you have to make sure these guys are getting shots. Like, you know, like, you know, teams, coaches, they, they just don't understand sometimes because they, they, they think about the whole unit as a group and not understanding that individual work is so important because if they're with you once, twice a day and you're not doing individual skill work and you're doing more teamwork, those players are not getting better individually. You know, and that's that, you know, it's like this. It seemed like especially it's, it's, this is the NBA thing that they're not babysitters. They're not going to baby. We're not babysitting you. You have to go to a real organization sometimes where they have a player development coach that actually player development. Because I know if you've looked at some people and say. How come he still can't shoot? Right. Because they ain't got no shooting coach. They ain't got nobody who, you know, they just got to rebound. I'm just OK. <laughs> Well, it's also not like you might have a lot of talent and you can do a little bit of everything, but you have to see where there's opportunity to be great. Like I can build off this. Yeah, build, build, building great is no different than putting on an outfit, right? Put the shoes, shirt, then, then from there it's just accessories, right? The accessories is what makes outfits like, oh, can I can play today? <laughs> you know, that's when you, when you think of it like that, it's the accessories, like, you already have your talent. You already have, I can get to it. I'm strong. I'm a bully. I can shoot. I can. Now, from there, it's just the accessories of the game. Understanding when to pull up. Understanding when the double teams, how to slow my mind down. Understands, all right, I'm the point guard. Because you got to see, your, your big problem is this. Because you're fast and you're the best dribbler, you have to bring the ball up. So... Once you give the ball up, 
the chances of you getting it back is really slim if you got other scores because since you got to remember in a fast break if i give it to my guard and he's he can go from here to here see he can't dribble good enough to get hit to there so he can dribble good to that he ain't going to slow down and wait for you. He's just going to go. It's like a fast break every single time for those guys. So you're going to have to understand sometimes you do have to sacrifice and just say, all right, I'm going to give it up and I'm going to run. Or sometimes, hey, you take the point. I'm going to be in the middle. You, you, eat, you, you know, I tell people like, yo, I don't usually have, like if they're going to, if the teams are going to double in the press, I'm not going to have my best guard get the ball first unless he's just lightning quick. And then he's just gonna beat the double anyway. But even that's still one of it, one out of every four times. I'm gonna allow him to do that. Other than that, I want my best dribbler to catch a second. So either you take the ball out, all right, take the ball out. You catch that double, give it to me, I'm gone. You know, it's it's you know, you have, you know, it's options, but you know, your coach has to be on the same, same page. I was gonna say that's actually that comes from the coach pretty much to know where to put the right players at the right time know his personnel, and as far as the teammate goes, communication. Say, like, just because I give it to you doesn't mean you have to chuck it up every time. Or I, I, I mean, this, this is not a secret. <laughs> every coach ain't that bright. That goes from AAU, high school, college, NBA. None of them all that, that bright. Like, I mean, like... I'm in the NBA, and I asked a question. And the question was this. Because it happened. I said, so the first one was, hey, uh, why do you, why, why you sub me out last two minutes of the quarter? Oh, yeah, you know, to get you some rest, to get the guy in, and we're going to put you back in in the eight-minute mark. Okay, I, I understand that, but if the last two minutes is I'm in a penalty, we're in a penalty as a group, and I'm the most aggressive guy, why would you take me out in free play time for me? Because those last two minutes is a dominant two minutes for me. I mean, that is peak performance, because now the guy in that big man, it was, we were playing against Shaq, you know, in the Lakers, and I'm like, well, you know, the first 10 minutes of the game, Shaq down there, like, like elbowing and throwing bodies. Like, I, like I got two fouls on him, but they hurt. Those two fouls, Shaq got hurts. They hurt. <laughs> you know, so it's like, I got the two fouls to get him out the game. Now we're in a penalty, and you're taking me out, and I don't get the benefit right. for getting hit. Now you can't touch me. So now, if you want to pick up full court and I get one of these, I get to walk all the way down and shoot my two free throws. Thank you. Appreciate it. Right. That was by design. Yeah. Now, now, even when I come to the lane, you got to remember in the penalty, either give me the layup or be skilled enough to try to deflect it or whatever, or it's a foul. Send me to the free throw line. So I said, you know, you got two minutes. I can shoot. That's eight points. That's eight points. And then that's where... This started coming in. I drive, and mother came like, oh. And then Devin Harris took it overboard. <laughs> but, <laughs> so but, 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 but just me saying that, like, why are you taking me out in this time? Because our thought processes are different. If you wasn't a scorer, you looked at the game that way, you're not going to coach the game that way. You're going to coach it how some, like most coaches are coaching 
how they were coached. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say that even beyond that, they have a textbook. It's like, oh, here's what the yeah, but that's what I'm saying. They're going by the guidebook and text and 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 not going off a feel of game. Well, it's like think about it. How do you coach Giannis? Never had a player like that before. So, well, I'm just saying he's a sixteen that drove. But if you think about it, something like if you've always coached these kind of guys and then you have a 6'10 unicorn, whatever, with the wingspan, it's like, oh, he actually can make up for a defense inefficiency. But then I would say, you you would tell me, like, okay, he he has a great coach. And I would say, no, because you you haven't gotten any player, you haven't signed any players that complements what you're doing. You haven't subbed in guys that complements what he's doing because the reason you guys can't win in the last two minutes and you struggle in the playoffs is because when that floor shrinks, you don't have enough open shooters because he can't get from there to there if I'm not pressing. We're just going to all sit in here. What are you going to do? Nothing. Like even if you look at him in, in Olympics, the same thing. Gets the ball full court, does a zero. Well, every, every part of the game ain't going to be full court. You know, when I, when I was, when people said Brad Stevens is a, is a great coach, and I said, ah, I want to see, like, it was one of those things where he was too good with less talent, what tells me he's going to be bad with great talent. Because he's, he's like a Honda that got every piece of everything out of it. Then you said builder, co- builder coach. Yeah, like he, it just reminds me of a great college type of guy. That you remember, like, a, a, like the concept of college, right? You got to remember, you, you're gonna have a one guy that can go, and you're gonna have a bunch of mediocre players, right? And a great coach gets everyone looking good. They're not good. They look good, and that's what he reminded me of. So I said, you know what? I want to see what he looks like when he has his full unit together. And I bet against him. Remember, I said, I said, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then I just took him. I said, there'll be three, four. They're not going to be one. They're, like, everybody's, oh, they're going to be Not a chance. I don't think he can coach talent. I think he coached mediocre guys. And he can make mediocre guys look good. He can't coach real gray area talent. Guys who do not play black and white. And it showed. <laughs> it, it showed. You know, so it's, it's like, every, like everyone is not that bright. And sometimes you, like, you're going to have to learn how to talk to coaches, too. You're going to have to learn how to, like, like, like me and Eddie. Like, we bumped our first, our first year. And Eddie I, Jordan. Eddie Jordan, we bumped our first year. And, and I, I said... You know, Eddie, I'm really having a problem with, and I said, and we, you know, we have our exit meeting. And we're in our exit meeting, I'm like, I said, the offense is, is amazing. I just don't think we have the right pieces for it. He was like, what do you mean? I said, your four man was Chris Weber. You know, mid range, mid post, very great pass. You know, so when you're in, you know, Sacramento, that was your pieces. You had shooters. I said, this offense, I mean, the players we have were more athletes. So you have a shooting type of system with a bunch of athletes. And when he's at, when we are cutting and diving, 
we're running into each other. There's no open, there's, I said, there's never one open lane. So he was like, so we went to, we went to go watch um, Jason Kidd and watching the offense. And I realized, I seen it. They struggle in the half court. Oh, I mean, New Jersey Nets was horrible in the half court because they didn't have one-on-one players. They didn't have nobody that can create. See, you got to remember, an offense can create offense, but a player can take it subs in and out. Mm-hmm. So he didn't have one. They didn't have one player that created their own shot. You know, you got Jason Kidd who's trying to create. You got Kerry Kittles. You know, he's just yeah, tracks team. He's just a track star. You know, you got Richard Jefferson. You got Kenyon um, Martin. Kenyon yeah. Martin and um, Collins. So you have not one player that can create offense in a half court. You know, and I, I can see it. I'm just sitting there like, yeah, this is a bad example. You know, but what I said is like, you know what? And he was like, you know what, GA? Here's the playbook. (laughs) (laughs) Play encyclopedia. He said, studying it the whole summer and let me know how to move pieces around without taking away the offense. We end up getting Antoine Jameson, which helped. Because Andron is a floater. And he's not like a, you know, it's, so what ends up happening is when we had our two bigs, Kwame dive, and then you had our other big dive. So you have a center on one side and Kwame dive because Kwame's not a three. So now, you know, so now with that little twinkle of a pop four opens up like, okay, Antoine's here. Now I can drive and no one's there. You know, then from there, it's just now we're just playing with backdoor tricks. Because, you know, now I got back, now I'm doing post-ups and post-ups because you got to remember, me and Jason Kidd are too different. Mm-hmm. So the plays I had, Jason Kidd didn't see because they was never meant for him because he wasn't a scorer. You know, so it was just, it's just learning. It's just, but that's what I said, but you have to be in tune. Like most of the times, you know, we're scared to talk to coaches, you know, because most of the time our only interaction is when something's fucked up and when you're sitting there yelling at each other, you know, it's, it's never like, hey, coach, uh, can we tweak the play a little bit? You know, um, every time I go right, you usually have this guy just sitting here for no reason. Like, can we, like, float him up and, you know, create, you know? And then a coach is going to say, all right, you know, because you got to remember, he knows now you're thinking. You know, if a coach knows you're thinking the game just like he's thinking the game, you get way more freedom. You know, and I just think that's sometimes what we're afraid to talk about. Even, even something like this, like, you know, coach, they're doubling off the point. Can we, can we draw a play for him, you know, that relieves him off the top? If it, even if it's a come down and take a back screen and get a shot right there, you know? So now when you catch this double and then this guy takes off and he catches this and you pass it, and when he runs and he realizes, oh, shit, that's this man that shot that jumper, you know, it, mess, it messes up the rest. Of it, but you have to understand how to look study and be a part of whatever offense it is mm-hmm. you know because you got to remember it's just like being a tiger in the, in, in the jungle you have to be able to adapt to everything you're never gonna like something 100 percent like did i like the, the the triangle no but i don't know if i wanted to play out of the triangle because I adapted my game around that triangle. 
I was gonna say you can find a way to kill in that triangle. Like I perfected, I perfected the, I perfected my game around a triangle. Like when I when I hit the summer, when I hit the summer, oh I couldn't wait, I couldn't wait to take all these new moves I learned and add them. Like most of my drills, most of like you went through some of my drills. It's all shooting guard. Oh. You know because that's what I'm doing. I'm back door, I'm popping out. That's what I said. If you look at any of my games. I'm, I'm in a pool, like people always see, you know, the shot turn around. Those are the one for flat moments. Other than that, I'm in the post half the time. I'm curling into the middle, I'm fading, you know, and, and that's where my movements came. So I had plays where I'm sitting here trying to feed this guy and then I'll pass it to him, sit here, catch a back screen, throw it over. Three. Oh, you jump, let's go. You know, I, and you know, and, but those are my movements. I'll come here, pass work on these fades, work on, okay, if he catches it, come back. You know, so those are the, the little things I'm working in because that's the offense. And then individually, yeah, I'll throw in, you know, all my little individual stuff, but majority of my training was my offensive training. You know, like if you build and transfer skill. Yeah, you gotta be able to, yeah, that, that's what I said, you, when you're training outside, that's just an overall building of just talent then your training is what system you're in. And also it's be complete. I mean, you're talking about guys and I think Dame Lillard came up, but we really could focus on that. What he does, he can bring the ball up. He can, he can pull up. up, he'll give it up. Guy, a guy like, like CJ the, that he's playing with, so he'll get to the, the corner. Some of the two most complete guards in, mm. in, in the league, because they know how to play. They can play without the ball, with the ball, um, I mean, same, same thing with, you know, Curry. Play with the ball, play without the ball. You know, so it's, those are, the, that's where you want to be. You don't want to be that type of guy where you're only good at one thing, with the ball, and you're not good without it. You know, because it's like, if you're not good without it, well, then we're going to put a real shooter in. Someone who just catch and shoot. No, you want to be that catch and shoot too. Like, you want to be able to, like, you're a guard and, like, like, come on, there's no way CJ at 6'4 and Dame at 6'4 can play the one and the two. But they play so well together that they both bounce off the one and two. So really, you don't really need to sub any of them because like, oh, you tired? I, I go at the point. Take a break. Mm -hmm. You know, even on, even on game winners, even on game winners, you can see it. I, I, I seen one game where Dame was killing like that 30. He on the heater, but he see it in your eyes. He see it in color's eyes like, oh, your turn. Like, I'm on fire, and I understand the look you have right now is you're on. You're on, you're on green light right now. That's, okay, this is, your, this is your shot. And boom, he hit it. But that's what I'm saying. You have to understand that. You know, instead of saying, ah, look, I got 38 and niggas struggling today. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, that's what I said. Like, where, you, where you're at now, to take them, them, left, them steps is just mental. Mental and fail. And I think to bring it all back full circle, wrap it up here, is to know that you can handle situations, however tough it may be, as far as traps and doubles and pressure, and know that's going to come. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So be ready for it and really just kind of embrace it. Like I said, and, um, you know, I think that's, he mastered that. Yeah, yeah. That's a, when, you get with your, you know, when you get with your individual trainer, you tell them, hey, listen, <clears throat> when we do live stuff, don't, don't put one person on me. That's a disrespect to my game. I don't, I rarely see one-on-one -on -one coverage, so I'm not gonna train 99% against one-on-one -on -one coverage. Bring in another one, 
Let me go against two people and let me learn how to get beat up against two people. Like when I, when I was in Washington, when I'm playing against Andre Blotch and them, it's two, them two against me. You know, and that's, you know, they whoop my ass all the time, but that wasn't the point. <laughs> you know, you know, that wasn't the point. The point, like, you know, is like, I'm trying to work on something. Like when I played in the summer league, in, in the summer, I rarely balled. Because I mean, I'm, I'm out there doing stuff, you know, I'm working on something. Like I'm over here, like I'm do step back fadeaways. So when he playing, they, like, like I remember when, when Chris Paul, like Chris Paul said it on like, uh, it's like uh, they're doing a USA team. It's like, if Gilbert's on your team, you know you for sure lost. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm working on something. Like, you know, I'm not just like, yeah, y'all. But he don't want to tell you out of the, y'all won, it was 21-18, I got 17 of those. <laughs> y'all got, I killed you motherfuckers that day. But I, you know, but, but I'm sitting there working on something, you know, because at the end of the day, yes, USA Basketball, we're a team, but it's still working on individual. These are the only moments I had to work live. You got to remember, like I, I told, I told them, I said, y'all don't understand, y'all got to look at it from my, my standpoint. You starting five are probably the best starting five that I will ever see in my life. That's how I look at this moment right here. You guys are the best five. LeBron, D-Wade, Carmel. You guys are the fucking best five that I will ever face. I'm trying to get buckets. These other four are meaningless at this point. If I can score against you five, your team don't have no fucking chance. <laughs> and that's how I looked at it. Like, uh -huh. I, I looked and took that challenge of, Y'all can cut me all you want, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to test this unit out. I'm going to test it. I'm going to test what my skill level is. And then from there, next year I have a short line. There we it can't is. start in five. We can't start in five. I can't stop me if this, this <laughs> Olympic <laughs> team was having trouble. <laughs> there it is. Welcome sure. to challenge. Oh, man. I, when I come to them games, I better see that brain slow down. <laughs> like, all right. Thank you.